ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, December 4th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Well, we're on the eve of Marshall playing football tomorrow. Thundering Herd taking on Rice. We go on the air at 9 a.m. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thundering Herd not able to play for several weeks. Rice, same situation there. Marshall is fortunate having played seven games. Rice has only played three. So this is going to be a disadvantage for Rice. And of course, it's at home as well for the Thundering Herd. So another disadvantage for Rice. We'll talk more about this game tomorrow, of course, during our pregame coverage at 9 a.m. We'll get into it a little bit later on here as well. But I want to focus on basketball mainly today because yesterday the Thundering Herd got win number two. Had to come back from a 13-point first-half deficit. Beats Wright State 80-64. First road game of the season. You head up to Dayton. You head up to the Nutter Center. It's a tough place to play. Wright State's been very good in home openers ever since opening up the Nutter Center. And Marshall gets the victory. I mean, it's still getting used to college basketball the way we're playing it right now, our way we're seeing it played. Stadium, arenas, all empty. You've got all that open space, and players are spread out on the court. You know, every place is going to be different depending on what their arena capability is. Still got the game in, thundering herd with the victory. So now Marshall's 2-0. and And it was a fun night because, one, Jared West has 211 career steals. Four years at Marshall, he's now the all-time steals leader. When he hit the 209 mark, he had the record. He tied at 208. So he got that over with early, and then he added a couple more steals. So now he has 211. He's the all-time leader at steals in Marshall University history, passing Skip Henderson, a fantastic player. If you don't remember Skip Henderson, you're a little too young to remember Skip. He was one of the all-time greats, still is one of the all-time greats of Marshall basketball. So that record now belongs to Jared West. Marshall's 13-point comeback, largest since overcoming a 15-point deficit against Western Kentucky back on January 15, 2019. Factoid courtesy of my guy Cody Lynn over at Marshall University. Also, the herd has opened the season by out rebounding its first two opponents 45 38. That was a big number we were looking at last night during our post game. And still, you look at this Thundering Herd team, it could have done more. It really had, I think an opportunity to put more points on the board because you look at that shooting that first half, 10 of 30, 10 of 30, 1 of 11 from the three-point line. I mean, you're missing shots early on. You're still in it. And I really thought that the free-throw line was very good to the Thundering Herd yesterday, 8 of 10 in that first half. Second half, the free-throw shooting was a lot better, 14 of 17 
Some thundering herd for the contest. Ended up shooting 22 of 27 for over 80%. A lot of that you can put on Tavion Kinsey. A lot of that you can put on Jared West. And speaking of Tavion Kinsey, Kinsey, career high now. Career high, 31 points. He's on a streak of 14 games of 10 or more points. And so he's hot. Still 30 or more points for the first time in Tavion Kinsey's career. I think we're going to see more performances like that. And to add to what happened in the game, you, you got, I thought, solid performances. Went back and looked, looked at a little bit of it. Bennett, Taylor, um, lots of rebounding there. I thought Jansen hit a couple of good buckets that were key. I thought Iron Bennett, when he was in the contest, I thought he was good. So I had a chance really to go back yesterday and look a little bit at it again and, and kind of see what I might have missed the first time. And, and the one thing that's obvious is Tavion Kinsey, he was your offense for a long time, and then Jared West got hot. He got really hot. And something else you keep in mind, Jared West was also making things happen. How many assists did Jared West have? Well, you look at his number, he had nine. And the stat keepers over at Marshall are keeping this number. West has has had, now has, 25 games of five or more assists. So he goes out there, he scores, he steals, he makes other players look good by feeding them the ball. He had a fantastic game. Sure, Tavion scored more points, but Jared West was right there doing the things that he needed to do. And again, nine assists. If you get an assist, that means you made a basket happen. You didn't get the points for the basket, but you made a basket happen. So nine assists means you were out there scoring with 19 points, and you made nine other baskets happen. That's a heck of a number to have right there on a game night. And so Marshall gets the victory. We're going to hear from Jared West a little bit later on, his post game from last night. Tavion Kinsey, I'm going to let you hear that as well, and then we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. I'm going to focus again on basketball. But before we hit the break, I do want to mention that tomorrow, hopefully what's left of the Conference USA schedule will hold, and we'll have several games to talk about. And we're keeping an eye on everything. The schedule is going to possibly change. I'm not going to be able to... To even guess until we get closer to Sunday afternoon, evening, get an idea of what Conference USA may do. Because FIU might not be able to play. And if that's the case, then you might see Charlotte. And that Friday game could all of a sudden be a different day. I mean, it could be Saturday. It could be earlier Thursday. Who knows? I'm not sure what's going to happen here. But if Marshall can play FIU, I'm going to say that game holds. If Marshall can't play FIU, because right now FIU's got issues, maybe Charlotte comes in and then all of a sudden a road game becomes a home game. That would not hurt herd fans' feelings whatsoever. It's not as if you can really travel to Florida and go see this game in the mass quantities you usually do. I mean, that's the one thing about going to Florida. When you go to those games, it's a lot of herd fans in the stands. That's the one thing that's fun about going to the Florida games, there are a lot of herd fans there. FAU, FIU, you're going to see a good contingent of herd fans travel. Not going to be the case this time. So 
what's the next best thing? Well, get another home game. Again, total speculation, but uh, we'll see what the final week of Conference USA looks like before the championship game is played. And as it stands right now, Marshall just needs to keep winning. That's it. Just win. You're going to play host to the Conference USA championship game. And for the record, if Marshall wins against Rice and has one more conference game left, Marshall wins against Rice, has one more conference game left, the worst that could happen is Marshall lose one conference game but percentage-wise would still be able to host the Conference USA Championship game. Again, we're going by percentage-wise. We have to look at the tiebreakers and everything else that's in play right now. And, of course, you haven't played Charlotte. You haven't played FIU yet. So my advice, obviously this is probably advice already being disseminated and executed and talked about, uh, don't lose. I know, right? Obvious. Very obvious. Don't lose. Because you've got so much ahead of you here. And tomorrow, let's give you a sneak peek. Tomorrow on our pregame, you're going to hear these guys talk about that. You're going to hear some of the herd players talk about, look, it's right in front of us. We know it. We realize it. And we've got to continue to go about our business and handle it. Because these guys have sacrificed so much. And I'm not saying the other teams haven't, but these guys, this team, sacrificing so much to be able to play, to be able to not be the team that's the reason why a game is canceled. Not a single game on Marshall's schedule has been canceled as a result of Marshall. Marshall has been ready to play. Marshall has handled its business as a team. These players have understood that you have to live a different lifestyle now if you want to stay COVID-free. You want to stay away from situations that could possibly get you infected. And then if you're in a situation where you don't know, you get your teammates infected, all of a sudden you you could lose a game if you're not careful. So... Hats off to Marshall again, because right now, Marshall's ready to go. And I don't anticipate anything changing. Marshall will be ready to go the following week. And then for the Conference USA Championship game. So much potential here. So much in front of the Thundering Herd. But you got to get these next two games in, and you got to win them. And then you get to that Conference Championship game, which will be hosted at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. As I've told you before, Write it down. I have spoken. Write it down. It's happening. Marshall will be playing host in that championship game. I don't know the opponent just yet. I'm not going to go that far. But I'm going to tell you right now. I am guaranteeing. Lock it in. Marshall is going to be your East Division champion. And Marshall is going to play host in that Conference USA championship game. I just hope they let me, uh, hope they don't let me down. I hope I'm not cashing checks here. Oh, they don't let me down. They're not going to let me down. I'm not worried about it. They're going to take care of their business. Rice is coming in tomorrow. We'll have that game for you once again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. When we come back, we're going to talk Marshall basketball. Jared West up 
Frost. Jared West up first. Jared, now the all-time steals leader at Marshall University. We're going to hear from him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've got a reminder for you. I thought I'd better do this. Some of you don't have Twitter, and that's fine. If you do have Twitter, you should find me on Twitter, Paul Swan, at Paul Swan. But for those of you who don't have Twitter or the Facebooks, email, any any electronic communication, uh, let me pass this reminder to you. The game tomorrow versus Rice, you will use your Rice tickets. Okay, easy enough, right? This is the Rice game. You are using the Rice tickets for the Rice game. If you have a parking pass, this is game six parking pass. Charlotte. Rice tickets. Charlotte parking pass. That makes sense? I'll say it one more time. Rice tickets. Charlotte parking pass. I still have my rice parking pass, though. I'm surprised I'm not being asked to recycle that in the event that Charlotte is next week. Here's the thing. I'm hanging on to both of them because it might be that situation like, okay, I'll recycle your Charlotte parking pass or I get a new one. I don't know. But parking pass will be the Charlotte game The tickets will be the Rice game, and uh, that is a friendly reminder from your Marshall Athletics ticket office, also on Twitter. Last night, Jared West breaking some records here for the Thundering Herd. He got his second steal in that contest of his four. He passed Skip Henderson to become the Marshall men's basketball all-time leader in steals, at that point, it was 209. He now has 211. So the new record, which continues to be set until West is done at Marshall, stands at 211. So he's going to be setting this record for the remainder of his career at Marshall. Breaking that record of Skip Henderson's, we talked to him about that a couple of days ago. Prior to the game, he was pretty humble about it. Uh, He knows what an accomplishment it is, and it really speaks to the type of basketball that he wants to play. He wants to be really defensive-minded. He feels that's something that he hangs his hat on. He's talked about all of this, but let's talk to him now about the victory. Now, of course, yesterday Marshall gets the win against Wright State. Jared West in that contest, 7 of 8 shooting. He was 6 of 13 from the field, but 7 of 8 shooting from the free throw line. Let me clarify that. 6 rebounds. He also had 19 points, 9 assists, 1 turnover, but 4 steals, and he was one of the key reasons why Marshall won that game. Here's Jared West from last night talking about that victory. You all look at halftime, and again, for the second straight game, you all struggle offensively. How much did you all just have to get your energy level up and and match right state in that second half? A lot of it was definitely energy. I feel like we were missing so many shots in the first half that we were kind of getting drained. You know, we 
it was like a draining period for us where we, it was just taking the life out of us because we weren't making shots. And um, honestly, I don't really think our defense was bad in the first half. I, like, I really didn't think it was bad. I just think we couldn't score. So I think that was <clears throat> a lot of the reason our energy was low. And, um, you know, a lot of that was on me, too, because I wasn't, you know, really producing how I'm supposed to produce and expected to produce. So second half, um, again, I felt like I just needed to get aggressive. We, I thought we got in transition a lot more off of our defensive stops. And I feel like that led to better offense and, in the end, more energy for us. You look, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, guys like Darius coming in, um, just the energy, even Gordon Iron battling on the glass. I know that uh, that love, you know, loves a beast on the glass, but you all beat them in rebounding. And it really seemed like that started to take its toll on them too. Um, well, first of all, Iron and Gordon did a, a great job when they were in the game. Um, and like you said, they had a tough, they had a tough job. They had to bang with Big Boy. Um, they were calling fouls, so it was tough. They uh, got, they had a couple moving screens as well, which made it harder for them to guard physically against number eleven. So they did a great job. But um, at the end of the day, I think our defense uh, was good. I think everybody contributed. You know, I think Darius did an excellent job. Darius's activity and energy is just. It's everywhere. It's contagious. Contagious. You know, I just feel like he's around every play, and I feel like um, that's huge for us. I feel like everybody who got in contributed us at one point or another, and um, that was why we ended up uh, making a run at the end and getting a big win. No, we gotta we gotta bring it up. You know, you you get that uh, second steal uh, midway through a first half, but you all are still struggling at that point. It, it seemed like the second half. Uh, the defensive energy for you turned offense and, and you were able to compliment Tay and, and you all fed off each other really well. For sure. And again, I think a lot of it, because even, even to start the second half, we still missed some shots. Like, we didn't score. You know, I missed a couple uh, easy ones. Um, Andrew missed one. I think we, we, we missed a couple shots and we still couldn't score. Um, I feel like those stops, we finally got in transition. Like I said, I feel like we played great defense. I feel, I feel like we played pretty good defense overall. And we finally got in transition, and I feel like that helped our offense tremendously. And uh, we started to get a little bit of a flow, started to get some buckets, started to get some easier looks, got to the free throw line a lot more, and that helped with our energy. But uh, Tavion did a great job. In the first half, he stabilized us for sure. Second half, he, he backed that up with another good half. So um, it was getting in the transition. I feel like that was the key. To become Marshall's all-time <laughs> steals later. What, what does that mean to you, especially as much emphasis as you put on your defensive game? Um, it's an honor. I'm grateful and I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad we're playing basketball, honestly, right now. You know, there's a lot of speculation about games. There's a lot of sacrifices that everybody had to make, you know, and um, I'm just glad that we're able to play. But to, to get that steals record um, two games in, that's a, that's a great honor. And I'm, I'm very grateful and blessed to, you know, just be able to play and to get out there and get after it. Um, obviously, you guys know I take defense very serious. I, I got I take a lot of pride in it. Uh, I think it's a challenge for me. I hang my hat on it, and that's kind of my identity. You know, defensive-minded player that plays hard and is gritty and tough. So for me, that was a it's a great honor. I'm I'm blessed and excited to have it. And I, I want to build off of it. And at the end of the day, it's my job to make sure our defense is is where it needs to be. So I set the tone for it, and um, you know I'm going to keep doing my best. At the same time, you couldn't you couldn't get that record and not get a win, right? For sure, the win was way more important. I'd have got the record another time, but that was a big win. You know, we we had to fight and claw and scratch to get back in that game. Then when we got back in the game, we made a run 
and we finished the game. So we, we got up a little bit. They made a little bit of a run, and we still finished the game. So that's a great win for us, and that's way more important than any record. Hey, Jerry, going back to you talking about getting to the free throw line, not only did you get to the free throw line, you were way more successful than they were uh, to a point where you beat them, 20, yeah, 22-27. They were 11-24. Uh, you just talk about the consistency there really helped. Um, well, a lot of that, again, was Tavion. Tavion, what was he? How many he missed? Two? What was he, like nine for 11? Give 13 for 15. 13, yeah, so exactly, yeah. So he, he did a great job. A lot of that was him. And, um, you know, that's something that we had to focus on a lot this offseason because um, for guards, Tavion and I probably, we didn't really shoot a good percentage last year. So I felt like that was very important for us. And um, Where do you put all that food on the other side? <laughs> Honestly, um, you know, they missed a lot, and I feel like that was big for us. And, and we knew that they had some guys that didn't really shoot great. So we, we tried to – and we gave up some free throw rebounds too. That's the crazy thing. We, we really gave them a couple extra possessions on free throw rebounds. So we knew that they were going to miss some. Um, for the most part, we got the rebound, but uh, we still got to do a little bit better job of that. But I feel like the free throw consistency was another big thing for us. So – and uh, – I got to applaud Tavion for making his, and uh, I feel like we, we all did a good job. <laughs> you know, Tavion talks about the team that adjusts first wins the game. You know, was there a point where you know it was it more you know, you had to adjust to them with the energy, or you know, what would you attribute that to? I would say we had to adjust the way that we were playing. Really, um, like I said, and I I don't want to you know. We just weren't made. We couldn't score. Like we weren't making shots. We couldn't score. The ball was kind of stuck. They were they were doing a good job of getting in the passing lanes a little bit, and I think that slowed our ball movement down. But um, we didn't make that adjustment. And I feel like at the end of the day, it was just about getting in transition. <laughs> it was about getting in transition off of those stops. And um, in the first half, we weren't in transition a lot, and we weren't running our stuff. Coach Dan even said that at halftime, and you know all the coaches. We weren't executing our offense how we need to execute it. And I feel like in the second half, we did a lot. We, our defense was really good, and we were able to get in transition. And, and when we're in transition, that helps our offense tremendously. So um, I feel like that was the biggest adjustment we had to make in the game because I honestly feel like defensively we did a good job. Um, and in the second half, honestly, for a long time, I don't really remember them making a shot. They were at the free throw line a lot, though, you know, and that was kind of keeping them in the game. So. Our defense was good. We just had to turn our defense into transition offense. Defense is definitely getting a lot better. Thundering herd out rebounding. That's a big one right there. Out rebounding, keeping, I think, a, a good right state team to 64 points and, and really outscoring them 51 30 in that second half was big as well. So that's Jared West, Tavion Kenzie, the highlights were immense yesterday, 31 points. We'll hear from him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition, Friday, December 4th. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni, get his thoughts on the victory. But last night, 
one of the big reasons why Marshall was able to win was the consistent offense of Tavion Kenzie breaking that 30 mark. 31 points, career best for him. He was 13 of 15 from the free throw line, 9 of 14 from the field. And you know what? He got 31 points without a single three-point shot, not even attempted. So he was goose eggs, 0-0 across that stat line. 13 of his 15 points come from the free throw, and the rest come from the field, 9 of 14 there. 31 points. Guess what? One assist. That, hey, it's it's not Jared West's assist numbers. I'm sorry. Jared, 19-9. and nine. Tavion's 31-1. and one. That's okay. Because you know where the ball was going to for a lot of this game. It was going to Tavion Kinsey. So he had a fantastic performance out there last night. And we caught up with him after the game to get his thoughts on the victory. Same thing I asked Jared. Uh, you said famously that the team that adjusts first wins the game. Was uh, that the case tonight? You adjusted in the second half better? Um, definitely. Definitely. We um, Just like Jared was saying, we look to get in transition. Um, that's that's the thing in our offense, getting in transition, settling down, running our stuff. They were um, We weren't getting what we wanted at the beginning. Um, I think a big thing today, we had energy. Shout out like to the bench. Our, our bench was amazing today. Like it's, it felt like I was in the cam just with the guys who were on the bench. Um, we had to bring our own energy. And I think at the beginning, uh, playing with no fans, I think that might have been the biggest thing. Um, not just having that energy, that, that little push from, the, from our fans and then having to adapt like throughout halftime and knowing like we weren't going to have fans. Everybody just settled down, run our things, run our stuff that we go over, and we ended up being fine. Watching the TV broadcast, uh, they commented that Wright State looked tired in the second half. Was that just more of you being more energetic? What were you feeling out there as the game progressed? Um, <laughs> shout out to Rajot. Shout out to uh, our strength coach, Matt. He keeps us in shape. Coach Dan, our game plan this year, we ran a lot. It was a lot of whining and crying this summer, you know, but it paid off. Um, they were tired. And like Jared said, I don't think they hit a shot, really. They, I mean, they had a, a three in transition, which we had a, a defensive little breakdown. Darius had um, fell down on the other end of the court, so it kind of put us four on five. But um, that was about it. They, they were hanging around getting to the free throw line. So, I mean, I think they were really tired. And us just having energy plus us being over the summer, all the running that we had to do, it paid off, definitely, so. Davion, I know that you and Jared have grown close over the last couple of years. You knew that this could be a record-setting night for him. How how important was it to get a win on the night that he broke that record? Oh, it was it was definitely important. I I knew he was going to get. I thought he was going to get it last game. Um, but the guy, I'll say it until I don't play basketball anymore. That's the best defense I've ever seen. Like he has the best on-ball defense, defensive IQ. It's just I don't I can't see anybody in the country. I don't care what level of college basketball it is. And I'm biased, but at the same time, I've seen it with my own two eyes. And to get the win tonight and for him to break the record, it was it was just tremendous. Plus, he played very well on the offensive side, running our team. Um, I think when he he figured out himself, I talked to him at halftime. I told him, like, I need you. And he was like, I'm going to 
I, I kept trying to get it, keep his head in it. And when he started working that ball screen, it, everything started opening up and he exposed their defense. And tonight my hat came off to him because he really ran our team tonight like a true leader. Well, for you, uh, another milestone uh, in tonight's game, you, you get your first 30-point game. I, mean, I know that that's something that uh, you probably thought about uh, along the way as well. How, how much fun was it just because it seemed like even in the first half, you were in the flow when nobody else was? Um, I knew – I'm going to say I knew it was going to be – I was going to, like, play the right way probably a couple of days ago. Um, Coach Corny, he had got on me. Coach Jackson, he had got on me, and he talked to me about approaching the game with a better pace, effort, and it was starting off the court at the extra hours, things like that. So today I just went into the game. My, every time I go into the game, my mindset is definitely not about me. It's definitely about us winning. But um, I would say the play where I kind of knew it, I was going to start feeling it was the first play when I caught in transition, did the spin move, and dunked it. And I was like, I, I kind of took a – a time where we didn't score there and we were trying to figure out our offense. But then when I started getting into the flow of things, it was just, I don't know. I felt like it was, it was lights out after that. The room felt real big. So. That second half, you mentioned Jared's work on the, on the ball screen. It, it, you know, it would have been easy for you all to get away from your offensive game simply because it, it seemed like there were six or seven moving screens called, but, mm. but you all stuck with it. How important was that for the bigs, especially Iron and Gordon seeing their first extended minutes to stay with the plan? Because it seemed like when they were able to seal those blocks, then, then Jared was getting into the paint pretty easily. Uh, they played they play tremendous. Um, it, on the side of them getting called for offensive like screens and like moving screens and things like that. I think they did well keeping their head in it. Um, they never gave up on the defensive side and that's what we key in on. And defensive wise, they played very well and their big guy, him being like um, the best player in their league, they played very well on him. They took turns playing great. And then they had a couple bad calls, but they all kept their head. Iron was still motivated. He still pushed the team. Um, Big G, he still pushed the team. Um, when Jared started working that ball screen, it was uh, everything just seemed to open up. We we figured them out that they couldn't um, play with the ball screen. So I think for them to stay in the game and stay engaged, it was pretty good. Tavion Kenzie again, 31 points in that contest. 13 of 15 from the free throw line, 9 of 14 from the field. Dan D'Antoni's thoughts when we continue with today's edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Before we go, we've got Dan D'Antoni from last night's victory. Marshall winning over Wright State 80-64. to How'd the head coach of the Thundering Herd see it? Here's his thoughts after the game. Well, second coach- straight game, you know, you look and offensively things weren't flowing very well in the first half, but it, it seemed like, you know, Tavion Cape, you kept y'all in it early and then Jared really started to take over with the ball screen game midway through the second half. Well, they, they played a lot harder uh, than they looked on tape from last year. They were, uh, they were very aggressive in the ball screens, getting into our ball handler. And then uh, uh, we didn't set the picks up real well and told them in half. 
you got to set them up to our bigs can stand still and not have to move or get too wide of a stance and uh, so we can use them. And I think once they started holding a little bit and we told them to hold the screens, we, you know, you couldn't slip them like we do a lot of times. You had to hold them. Once we started doing that, we figured it out and uh, started getting better looks. But, uh, you know, the big thing was we hit a few threes. George hit one, Jansen hit a couple. And we started making shots that really were, I think with years out, will be uh, uh, expected, not something that's rare. Were you sort of looking at on the side uh, in that first half, you missed your first 10 three-point attempts and you're like, man, here we go again. No, you can't be like that. That's the difference between uh, if I get like that, they're going to get like that. So, uh, some, you know, sometimes we get into the summer and you look back and you go, ooh, I don't know how I held on. But if you start doubting what we do, then we're done. So uh, these kids stayed with it. They, uh, I thought defensively, we're this is one of the, probably the strongest defensive team we've had. Uh, we kind of, they were hurting us a little bit early inside with the big boy, but then we put iron and doubled, you know, put Gorn in a little while, then iron, and it slowed down. I think it knocked them off the rhythm, rhythm a little bit, and then we had Tavion Kinsey, and they did. Yeah, you look at their big guy, and, and uh, you know, love – did go through spurts where he was really good for them. But in the second half, I think it was until the six-minute mark that, that he had scored. Uh, you know, is that the important thing? He's going to get his boards, but you can't let him finish down low. And, and well, you got to get into it. I think the biggest early. thing was we started our normal lineup, and uh, we had to go with Iron. Then we came out second half, we started Iron. And he didn't get off on anybody. You know, uh, basketball's game of rhythm. Iron's big enough to hold him off the box and not let him get into a uh, rhythm. Then Gorn came in and then defended him. And then by the time we got to the end, you have Jansen and George in there. Now it's quickness. They're trying to move quicker, trying to catch up. And, and now our quickness took over. So, you know, it, it was total team effort defensively. It always is. I thought we rebounded well. You know, that's a real good rebounding team. And uh, we were able to out-rebound them. So, Make sure you make mention of that. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's basically we got a good group of young men who play as hard as they can every day of practice. and They're fun to watch and be a part of and cheer. And I don't know where that's going to take us. I, you never know. What's my goal? Win the NCAA title. It always is. We'll be every year. I don't care what team I got. And uh, I thought uh, – this team has picked their win their horizon. They had the player of the year coming back. Uh, you know, they, they were a little bit like us in preparation in that uh, they were off and had about five or days like we did first game. But it doesn't, it doesn't hurt teams like theirs and ours the first game as much because they're veteran teams. If that's a rookie team, that really will kill you. But they were – they basically had most of their player, a lot of their players back. Uh, probably didn't hurt them as bad because they they put on a tough performance and well coached and like I said they play a lot harder in person than they did on tape last year. 
Jared has been so instrumental to your all's program over the years. And it seemed like on uh, on a night where he broke Skip's record that he had a Skip type effort. He did a little bit of everything. It wasn't just defense. It was it was scoring, facilitating, and the defense type. Well, Jared is a, a winner, you know, which means he plays all facets of the game, and he he does it well, you know. And uh, you know, we got COVID rule. We might get to see him again next year, maybe. I don't know. Whatever is good for him, maybe he'll get a NBA look. I I don't know. I, I you know I want what's good for him. Such a great kid, but uh, certainly if we get a chance to have him back, I, I would look forward to that too. Dan D'Antoni already thinking about what next year might look like if Jansen, guy like that's back, a guy like Jared's back. You have a guy like Tavion Kenzie is going to be there as well. You have all these pieces back, but specifically in this case, Jared West. Outstanding performance last night in the victory over Wright State. One piece of news before we go, next Saturday's North Texas at UTEP game. Now going to be played at North Texas on Friday, December 11th. So that news just coming out. There's going to be a lot of adjustments, I'm sure, in the Conference USA football schedule. Of course, Marshall's playing Rice tomorrow. That game, noon kick. We go on the air at 9 a.m. right here on ESPN 94.1 and a.m. 9.30. And then after that, we're going to wait Because Marshall's set to play FIU. If FIU can't go, what will the conference do? Will the conference come in and say the schedule's going to be adjusted? Will it be the same night, different opponent? Will it be a different day, same opponent? What's going to happen? Nobody's for certain. However, all I can tell you is that tomorrow, Marshall's playing Rice. No indication that that game is going to be pulled or postponed or canceled here at the last moment so that game seems to be in good shape it's the game next week you're worried about and so the league's going to definitely make some adjustments try to figure out what's best for the league I can't imagine if Marshall doesn't have FIU as an opponent next week that the league is going to allow Marshall to not have a game game's got to be played I mean you're trying to play as many games as you possibly can and trying to have as valid of a regular season as possible. All Marshall has to do is win out. Win out, you win the East Division. And if you win out, you will have the home field advantage in the Conference USA Championship game. So those are the reasons why you hope that Marshall can hang on for the next couple of weeks. And really, it's not a matter of hanging on. It's just get some games in, play, go out and win. I think the herd should be and is favored against Rice. And so I think this is a game Marshall can win. Rice is a tough opponent. Let's not count them out just yet. And then next week, you hope that FIU is your opponent. If not, maybe it's Charlotte. I'm I'm telling you right now, I am banking on Charlotte for next week. And that's going to do it. For this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, don't forget, 9 a.m., We're going to be doing it 9 a.m. Get your tutors biscuits early. Get in line. If you're in line during 9 a.m. hour, turn us on. Get your thundering. Order your thundering herd. That's game day tradition. Order the thundering herd biscuit. I'll allow a Ron. I'll allow a Peppy. I don't think I'm going to allow anything else, though. 
uh, maybe a politician, but I'm going to allow those. Get your thundering here tomorrow at, uh, at Tudor's. Or if you're in the area, get something at Oscars. I mean, there's an option for you as well. All right, we've talked enough about food. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.